Do the Oakland A's have a sneaky all-star rep hidden on their roster? Mark Kotze seems to think so. Also, uh, Vegas may only be a 50-50 proposition still at this point. All that and more today on Locked on A's. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. For Locked On A's, stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 590 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's show, we're talking about the sneaky all-star rep that Mark Kotze just threw into the discussion yesterday in the pregame. Uh, And then we're going to talk a little bit about Multiple reports seeming to think that Las Vegas is not a done deal and maybe at best a 50-50 proposition. We're going to go over all of that in the second segment, and then we're going to wrap up today with the all or the uh, the futures game nods and what Mark Kotze had to say about both of those players. But before we get into anything, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. If you're on YouTube right now, make sure to hit subscribe because I'm not going to tell you to do it again. Uh, also, make sure to give us a, a thumbs up and comment down below. Comment whatever you want. I don't care. It's fine. It's Wednesday. Comment away. Uh, unless you're saying, unless you're another Yankees fan saying, hey, I'm looking forward to some more dubs because <laughs> A's win. First game of the season. Uh, or of, of the series. Of the series. It's fine. Good times. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way. Whenever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. I also uh, just had an article published over at Sportsnet. It was uh, giving away the MVP awards through the midway point. Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, uh, most memorable moment. That could be something for A's fans to look out for right there. Uh, I gave it away a bunch of awards. And uh, I, I thought that it would clear your day. It's a monster of an article, but also go check it out because there's some good stuff in there. Some good stats, some good history and some good stats. And holy crap, what a season we're having. Uh, but go check that out over at Sports Nut. But before we get into the actual show, real quick, download the Game Time app, create an account and use code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off of your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, so that is the game time app. What can you do without game time? Nothing, nothing, my friends. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about it. The A's beating the Yankees. And I know that it's been a rough season to be an A's fan, uh, both on the field and off the field. Uh, you know, with the whole relocation thing, uh, a lot of fans are not very excited about the A's just in general right now, but still feels good to beat the Yankees. Gotta say, still feels real nice to beat the Yankees. Two to one, pitchers duel. A's one, two to one. Uh, Paul Blackburn got his first decision of the year. He's only had a few starts, but first decision, he's one and oh. He's got a winning record. He's an A's pitcher in the year 2023 with a winning record, my friends. He's uh, He should be an all-star again just for that. <laughs> uh, but that's not necessarily what we want. Well, Couple more stats. Seth Brown hit a home run. Uh, that was really cool. They they were like dad power. I was like, did he have another kid? Because didn't wasn't the last one like in July? That seems quick. Um, it it was the the same kid from that he had 
that him and his wife had last year. So same kid, not a new kid. Dad power still exists. It's fine. Uh, also, also uh, happy uh, almost one year anniversary to that child. <laughs> one year birthday, first birthday to that child. That's the one anniversary, whatever. It's fine. Uh, but also uh, Estee Ruiz stole his 40th base in game number 81 for the Oakland A's. That means he is on pace for 80 stolen bases, something that has not been done since the likes of Ricky Henderson. So uh, he, he's in good company. Got to say, he's he's having a good season. And at some point, I may have to compare those two in their rookie seasons and say, hey, who's better? Uh, Ricky was a little bit younger, so it's going to be not an apples-to-apples apples comparison necessarily, but uh, they're and the game's changed in the last 50 years, 40 years, whatever, however long, 50 years. Uh, so not going to be apples to apples, but still. Ruiz has been pretty good. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about Mark Kotze. He, he named the usual suspects. He was asked uh, who, who should represent the A's at the All-Star game. He named the usual suspects. He gave us Brent Rucker. He gave us Ryan Noda. He gave us Estee Ruiz. Uh, all of these guys have had very good, at least, stretches of the season. But then he also threw a little wrinkle in. He threw one a pitcher. And uh, you look at the stats. He, The pitcher, it's Lucas Ursig. It's, it's Ursig, okay? Uh, he's only got 20 innings pitched. So I don't know that he has the body of work that would require him to be an all-star. But he's... But, the amount, uh, what he's done in the amount of time that he has had has been great. He has been absolutely fantastic for the Oakland days. And I think that he's a, a big part of this team and why they're having success now. Uh, he's had 16 outings, thrown 20 innings. Uh, he has a 225 ERA on the season, 25 strikeouts. Not bad. Those are pretty solid numbers. He also has 11 walks in that time. So that's not great. But um, overall, not a bad season. Um, he's also allowed just one hit in the last four and a third innings pitched. He's K'd eight in that time. He's on a little bit of a hot streak right now. You got it. He's having a good month. He had a great first, you know, opening month in the big leagues in May. Uh, he, he gave up four runs to begin the month of June in the first two outings that he had. I think it was against Milwaukee and Pittsburgh. That might be Miami and Pittsburgh. One of those two. He gave up a run to Pittsburgh. That's all I know. Uh, but in the time since this month, he has given up 10 and two thirds scoreless innings. So he's, he's on a little bit of a roll right now. He has been a solidifying force in that bullpen and, uh, five of the 11 outings that he has had this month have been greater than three outs. A couple of them have been less than three outs, but for the most part, he's given you four, five, six outs every time he touches the baseball and, uh, he's been pretty good you guys he's been very very solid he fills up the strike zone pretty quickly he doesn't go more than like 20 25 pitches but he might go two innings he's very effective with his pitching and uh i think that if you want to point to you can point to a few guys that that have had a big impact on turning the team around a little bit and making them more competitive in games this season. Uh, one of those things is that uh, the starters are going a little bit deeper in the games and they're not going, you know, two innings and then the bullpen has to figure out the next six or seven. Uh, you're getting more consistently five, six innings out of a lot of these guys. But uh, Lucas Herzeg, he's been a big part of that. He can, he can give you four, five, six innings pitched or sorry, outs, not innings pitched, four, five, six 
outs uh, out of the bullpen, which saves the other arms in the bullpen, keeps them fresh as well. And he's he's been solid. I I don't know that he's going to be the A's All Star representative, but if you're looking for somebody, and you know Vladdy and Yandy Diaz both make the All Star team, then maybe Ryan Nota doesn't have a way in. There's enough. There, there's too many outfielders, so I don't know that it's going to be Ruiz, uh, Brent Rooker. And Shohei Otani is already there. Jordan Alvarez is going to be, he might be uh, elected, but then he might uh, not go because he's currently injured. I don't know what his status is going to be by the All-Star game, but maybe he skips the All-Star game. Maybe that's how Brent Rooker gets in. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of different ways that this could shake out. But, I mean, if there's not enough room for those other three guys, Lucas Urza, you could just throw a reliever in and be like, yeah, he's on the team. Cool. And then there's your representative, Oakland. Uh, also, Mike Petriello of you know MLB.com or you know the Statcast guy, uh, he he gave these two he gave these two representatives at the All Star Game this season in Ryan Nota and Brent Rucker. He thinks both are deserving, not as starters, but on the roster as the backup at both DH and at first base. Uh, I'm gonna have an article coming up uh, hopefully tonight. Uh, I talked to Ryan Nota for a few minutes yesterday about just the potential of him being named an all-star and who he would pick to be an all-star representative. So check out uh, Inside the Eights for that a little bit later today. But uh, coming up on the show, we're going to be talking about Las Vegas and how it is still with fun with $380 million agreed to by the legislature in Nevada. It's still just a 50-50 proposition. So we're going to have a little bit on that coming up for you guys. But first... Let's talk to you a little bit about Game Time. Game Time is a pretty sweet app. It is a ticket purchasing app and it is the best place for last minute tickets. Uh, forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, bas baseball, uh, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And, and one and more could be an Oakland Roots game. They have the Oakland Roots tickets on the Game Time app. And it'll, they'll tell you exactly how much they are before you purchase them. That is one of my favorite things that Game Time does. They give you the full price for the uh, tickets that you are about to purchase. And the Game Time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. That is a pretty good game time guarantee, my friends. So snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, so that is the Game Time app for you, folks. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to your podcast. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way whenever news happens. It's at Inside the A's. And make sure to check out that Ryan Nota all-star piece that I'm going to be writing later today. So that should be up for you guys at Inside the A's, just at Inside the A's on Twitter. You'll, you'll see it over there or at by Jason B. I'll tweet it out from my own account too. Why not? But let's talk about some of the some of the talk. Let's talk about the talk that has been surrounding the Vegas move. Uh, Vital Vegas, who is a blog. I don't know what they do, but they seem to be very plugged into the goings on of Vegas. They are vital to Vegas. They know the gaming scene. They know what's going on, and they tweeted out. I believe it was on Monday night. 
that the move, the A's relocation to Las Vegas is still 50 50. Uh, Tropicana as the ballpark site is down to 20% probability per sources. That that's the tweet. That is an insane tweet. So if you're wondering, Hey, how does this blow up? That could be one way back. If they switch to a, a third location, you never like a secondary location, but a thirdary location. I don't think so. You think that the legislature that just voted fairly in favor of this. It wasn't like a close vote, but they just, they had a special session that they had to come back. They did this. They got it passed. They, they got the little things that they needed to get to. Yes. That's what they do. You think that they're going to want to come back again because the A's changed their mind again. That sounds ridiculous because the legislation that was passed, SB1, it is tied to the Tropicana site. If they choose a different site, they have to re-vote on this. They have to have more hearings. They have to do the process again. And they just did that. They have this. This is a, I forget what they call it, but it's a legislature of, you know, just regular people. So they have other jobs. They're going to have to get, they're going to have to call in sick to work because they have to go past the A's ballpark bill again and just keep doing it. Just saying, I don't know that they're going to be as friendly this time. And they weren't terribly friendly until a lot of backroom deals. So, interesting. Casey Pratt uh, also quote tweeted that Vital Vegas tweet and said that he'd been hearing similar sentiments. So, that's that's two sources. Well, not sources, but two people hearing the same thing. That uh, the Vegas thing, oh, it's kind of 50-50 right now. Vitamin D, who is a real estate person by trade. If you're on A's Twitter, you know Vitamin D. Uh, I, I met Vitamin D over at, at the uh, reverse boycott. Very nice person. Uh, I'm not trying to give away any secrets <laughs> as opposed to who they are, what they look like, what they do, except for what they, I mean, I, I think the real estate thing was, that's known, I believe. Uh, but uh, they were in Vegas and uh, they were hearing that developers think the team is working on getting more acreage from the Tropicana site for ancillary development. That can be a hang-up if they don't get that acreage from the Tropicana site. They may have to go vote some on a different location on a different bill for different amounts of funding. Question mark. Um, I, John Fisher's wild. He's just wild, you guys. Uh, it's also I, I, I said this, but worth noting again one of the amendments that got them to yes on SB one in the special session was that it had to be linked to the Tropicana site. The, the original uh, SB509, uh, that was site agnostic. That was just like, you give us money and we'll figure out where we're going to go. SB1, the special session bill, they had to have the Tropicana site as the site to get that passed. I don't know how this is going to go. This, maybe this is just me putting too much faith in like Steve Yeager. Who <laughs> keeps tweeting for some reason? <laughs> but um, the question here is still: Would lawmakers be on board with a third site, with coming back to work to do the work that they already did? I, I don't know. I don't. I mean, there's still some bills that could be resurrected. I guess that uh, the the governor already vetoed. So maybe there's more work to be done and stuffing other bills with another A's ballpark plan. Um, there's also still questions about how John Fisher is going to be funding his parts of the 1.1, at least, at least 
1.1 billion dollars of the project uh that's a big big chunk of the project is the 1.1 billion dollar uh payout that he's gonna have to do um it, it seems as though he's gonna sell a part of the team in order to finance that it'd be you know a little bit of debt equity something like that uh that's part of it uh i was listening to the the tim kawakami uh podcast this morning and Casey Pratt was saying that he thinks that, you know, that's selling uh, part of the team to help pay for that. Bringing somebody from Vegas on board is how he was phrasing it. Bring somebody on, uh, from Vegas on board and then have them, you know, do some some nice things to ingratiate the A's with Vegas because nobody wants them there right now. But uh, the other part of that would be uh, maybe they could use some of the some of the money that they get from the naming rights deal of the ballpark and help pay for the ballpark that way. Uh, because John Fisher does not have the cash on hand to make this ballpark deal happen. And nobody asked him about that during the hearing. And that is fun. It, it's just a little bit wild, but it's fun. Yay. Um, and there there are more people now that are asking Oakland Mayor Shang Tao to, to pick up the phone, M maybe initiate the conversation. And so, I think that there's there's a way for this to still happen in Oakland. Uh, it's going to be a matter of who can get John Fisher to commit first, I guess. Uh, he seems to want Vegas. I think that's because baseball might want Vegas, but hey, we'll see what happens, I guess. Uh, I think that it's also worth noting that uh, the mayor of San Jose and four, I think it was four total mayors, and which included three previous San Jose mayors, sent a letter to Rob Manfred asking them to lift the antitrust or not, not antitrust, uh, sorry, the, uh, the territorial rights so that San Jose could potentially be a home of an expansion team. And Rob Manfred uh, said, no, he said no, which is how some of the headlines have been reading it. But according to what was actually said, it was like, we, we got to figure out what's going on with the A's first. And then maybe we'll think about that. But right now we're not thinking about expansion. We're thinking about relocation. We got to figure this stuff out. Um, he said that it's, uh, quotes, uh, a complicated relocation process with the A's, which could be him admitting that Las Vegas is not a slam dunk. That could be as close, in legal jargon, as close as Rob Manfred will, uh, will come to be saying, to saying, I don't know how this is going to go, but we're going to try and get it done. So uh, we can't put a third team in the mix in the Bay Area. Wouldn't that really screw over the Giants? That'd be really funny if uh, he was just like, yeah, we're going to lift the, the territory rights in San Jose. The A's are staying. San Jose gets an expansion team. And uh, have fun, Giants. Good luck. Um, I mean, that's kind of what the lay of the land is down in Southern California. Why not here? Anyways, uh, coming up on the show, we're going to be talking about the Futures game because – the A's are sending a couple of players. There are a couple of good players. We're going to talk about them. We're going to say what I'm going to give you some quotes from uh, Mark Kotze because I asked him about the the All Star or the, the Futures game nods, and uh, I, I wanted to know what they're working on and what he's seen from them this season that could lead to them being in Oakland before long. So if you want to hear what he had to say, you got to stay locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis. Come on your way whenever A's news happens. It's at Inside the A's. Um, 
Thank you so much for making the Lockdown A's your first lesson of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe over there. And also make sure to download the SiriusXM app so you can listen to the hometown broadcast uh, from wherever you are by just downloading the SXM app. Search for athletics and you can hear the hometown broadcast as the A's continue to whoop on the New York Yankees. Um I still like it when they beat the Yankees. It, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a good, good time. And I got to say, being on the field with uh, with the, the Yankees Grays, they look really good. Those are good-looking jerseys, you guys. I just got to say. That's all. That's that's my compliment on the Yankees for, I guess, my life. Uh, good-looking jerseys. Well done. <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about the Futures game. Uh, the, the A's uh, Futures game... Uh, not, not, not nominees, but the guys that'll be going um, are Tyler Soderstrom, the A's top prospect, and Lawrence Butler, who is not a top 100 prospect. Soderstrom is the number 37 prospect in all of baseball. Uh, Lawrence Butler, he is unranked. I think he's the number eight uh, A's prospect on MLB Pipeline. He's a good player. If you watched the A's in spring training, you followed some of the coverage in spring training. He's electric. He's great. Um a lot of fans were like, hey, can he make the opening day roster? That would be wonderful. I want to watch more of him. Maybe sometime soon. Maybe soon. Uh, here, here's what Mark Kotze had to say about Lawrence Butler. Um, I, I asked more about like the development and the plan for development and what they're seeing from him, or from both of these guys. And so for Lawrence Butler, he said, uh, quote, things we asked him to improve on, uh, cutting his strikeouts, hitting the ball to the opposite opposite field, he's done. Um, and so that's that's a little bit of, I mean, you can look at the strikeout rate and say, hey, that, that's really fallen by a lot. And his strikeout rate last year in high A Lansing, 31.5%, pretty high. But this year in Midland, that's a level higher, it's at 18.6%, which is a big drop. That is a solid drop. He's still just 22 years old. Uh, he's hitting 284 with a 350 on base. He has nine homers, 10 steals. He only had 11 homers all of last season. So he's putting up some nice power numbers as well. And we saw some of this transition into him striking out a, a lot less um, and walking a little bit more. Last season in the Arizona Fall League, he walked just as many times as he struck out. He's he's growing as a hitter, and he's got the defensive skills, obviously. He's just fantastic out there in the outfield, but he, he's he got some tools. And, I mean, probably not this year, but maybe next year. Lawrence Butler, I, we'll see when he gets caught up to the majors. It, it might – oh, sorry, to AAA. It might be uh, after the Futures game, he gets the call up to, to AAA. And uh, maybe he – Maybe he can make a little room for himself during spring training and be in Oakland, presumably. <laughs> if the A's are playing in Oakland is where I'm going with that. Uh, maybe he could be in the big leagues come next opening day. We'll see on that. But for Tyler Soderstrom, uh, this season, he, he's 21 years old. He's still very young. He's been catching a little bit more than playing first base. That could be because Ryan Noda is really good. He might be the A's all-star representative. If it was up to me, I think he would be the A's all-star representative, uh, partially because of roster construction and partially because he's like the second best first baseman in the American League. So he's also earned it. 
But Tyler Soderstrom, he's 21 years old. He's hitting 255 with a 302 on base, 16 home runs. He, he has been striking out 28% of the time, which is a little bit high. That said, he's 21 years old. And uh, I don't have the exact quote for this in front of me, but he said the, you know, there's stuff that's he's going to get better at just by playing the game. He's not like, that's essentially what he's saying is he's still young. He's going to learn these things as he just plays more, but the things that they, they wanted him to work on and the things that they're looking for from him in order to call him up to the big leagues, uh, quote plate discipline and in zone decision-making. Um, and that, that's reflected in the 28% strikeout rate right there. You'll want to see that down a little bit more. I know that he's only 21, but you, you got to make a move. You got to, you know, cut Carlos Perez or not call up Kyle McCann in order to get Soderstrom up there as the backup catcher, presumably. Um, and then you could play him around other places. Uh, but you want to make sure that he's going to do okay if you're going to make those moves. And so, just a, just a thought right there. Um, another quote that I, I got from uh, Katze on Tyler Soderstrom said, quote, one of the things I like uh, about the fact that he's swinging outside the zone is he wants to hit. He's aggressive. That's a good quality in a young hitter. Uh, he also continued, quote, nah, he's got intent to do damage. And, end quote, um, you could tell that he really likes talking about these young guys. He, he's excited about the future with this A's team. And uh, that gets me excited about the future of this A's team because uh, he likes these guys. He knows these guys a decent amount. Uh, he's watched them play in the Arizona Fall League and, you know, other places, but he's he's checked in on them. He's held those relationships, and I think that's pretty cool. Um, gets me excited about the future of A's baseball, hopefully still in Oakland because it's still only a 50-50 shot in Las Vegas, you guys. Um Let's do another reverse boycott. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that is all that I got for you guys today. I'll be at the, the A's Yankees game tomorrow. So uh, hopefully I get to record a little bit later on uh, on Thursday. So that'll be when that episode is coming up. And we'll talk about, you know, that series as a whole. Maybe we'll get you guys ready for the upcoming series against the Chicago White Sox over the weekend as well. And the return of Liam Hendrickson. Is Kendall Graves installed on that team? Uh, I'll look it up. Anyways, uh, check out my article over at Sports. Uh, awarding awards to players and teams for being good or bad. Um, it was a lot of fun to write, and uh, it's going to take you a while to read. So get hot two, hot two. Uh, but that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.